This call is being recorded. Good morning, Declare Victory family. This is World Princess the Greeter. Is anyone a call right to say good morning? Good morning, it's Susie. Good morning, Susie. Good morning. Good morning. Oh, good morning, it's Priscilla. (laughs) Good morning, Priscilla. Happy Tuesday to you. Same to you. Thank you. Anyone else like to say good morning? Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is World Press to finish you, and I'm your greeter this morning. Anyone else like to say good morning? Good morning, Declare Victory family. Anyone else like to say good morning? Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Who was that? Thanks for calling in. Good morning. Welcome to the Claire Victory. This is Royal Princess of Finisher, and I'm your greeter this morning. Anyone on the call like to say good morning? Good morning. This is Barbara Adelodi. God bless. Good morning, Barbara Adelodi. Have a blessed day, too. Good morning, good morning. Natasha. Good morning, Carlos. Good morning, Natasha. And you say call her, too? Good morning, it's Nikisha. Good morning, Lakeisha. Happy Tuesday to you both. Happy Tuesday to you, Warrior Princess. Thank you. Anyone else like to say good morning? Good morning, Declare Victory family. This is Warrior Princess of Finisher. Anyone else like to say good morning? Yes, good morning, this is Catherine. Good morning, Sister Catherine. Good morning. Thanks for calling in this morning. Any other pictures like to say good morning? Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is World Princess Down the Greeter this morning. Anyone else like to say good morning? Good morning. It's Diane. Good morning, Diane. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. 
prayer for your leg? Yeah. Okay, you got it. Good morning, Sharina. Good morning. Diane. Good morning, Diane. Good morning. Have a great day. You too. Thank you. Anyone else like to say good morning? Good morning, Sister Tracy. Happy Tuesday, everyone. Good morning, Sister Tracy. Happy Tuesday to you. Anyone else like to say good morning? Good morning. Welcome to the Claire Victory. This is Royal Princess, the finisher, and I'm your greeter this morning. Anyone else like to say good morning? Hey, good morning. This is uh, Mona. Good morning. Good morning, Mona. Good Happy morning. Tuesday to you. Happy Tuesday. Have an awesome day. You too. Anyone else like to say good morning? Good morning, everyone. Happy Tuesday. This is Cynthia. Good morning, Cynthia. Happy Tuesday to you. Thank you. Have a great day. You also. Thank you. Anyone else? Okay, I'm going to go ahead and get started this morning. Okay, it's time to move on to the next segment of the call. Before we move forward, please check, double-check your phone to make sure it is on mute before I will proceed. Hello, my name is Tarina, a.k.a. World Princess to Finish and I'm your hostess. Thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Saturday starting at 6 a.m. Pacific Time to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Please feel free to invite a friend so they can be blessed too. Be sure to to stay with us for the rest of the month for the monthly theme entitled Open Heaven. You don't want to miss the messages, lessons, and heart shares that will be brought to you by our wonderful and gifted declarers. There are two announcements today. Please join us for TNT Bible Study with Pastor LaBelle Jones tonight right here on the call from 7 to 8 p.m. Pacific Time. Second, if you have been blessed by the call and would like to sow into it, please visit declarevictory.org or paypal.me forward slash declarevictory. We pray many blessings by our Heavenly Father be returned to you for your giving and trusting in him. There is no prayer request from the app. Uh, We have a spoken prayer request. Please continue to pray for Yvonne for her leg. The order of the call is as follows. The declaration, it will be done by um, Dion, praying a corporate praise, Yvonne. Then we go right into closing comments hosted by Declare Dion. 
I repeat, Declaration, Beyond, Praying and Corporate Praise, Reminder. Then we go right into closing comments, Hosted Body Declare, Beyond. The scripture for today is Colossians 3 1. Since you have been raised to new life with Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven where Christ sits at God's right hand in the place of honor and power. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, the hearing, and doing of his holy word. And before I uh, return, before I pass the call, please check your phone to make sure it's on mute. I now pass the call over to Declare Dion. Have a blessed and wonderful day, everyone. Well, good morning, God morning, great morning, and happy Tuesday to you guys. I am so not accustomed to sharing on Tuesdays, but I thank God for the opportunity. Amen. And I thank each and every one of you for joining us. Just want to give a quick reminder for those that have not done so already to go ahead and mute your line. Amen. And I'll give you just a moment to do that. Um, And we do that because this call is, as Sharina said, thank you, Warrior Princess, the finisher, honey, um, for uh, that reminder and for greeting and hosting this morning. Um, I am still extremely excited about what God is doing and how he is taking us from glory to glory, to glory, as we proceed to get closer in the things of the knowledge of Christ um, and really getting closer and more active and acclimated with what it is God is saying in this particular season. Um, I am honored to be able to share with you guys um, what God has, has opened up to the eyes of my understanding in such a way that it gives me the power to impart it to you so that you can begin to see some victories, not only uh, just just in getting what it is that you want from God, but just in your prayer life in general, really learning to um, honestly, Matthew 6, 33, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all of its righteousness and everything else will be added unto you. And so I'm looking for um, what we call kingdom math. I am looking for the multiplication and the addition. Uh, If you don't know anything else, know this. Anything connected to kingdom living has, can, and will always um, create addition in our lives. And so um, one of the things that I'm learning is that there are things, there are unsigned contracts in the earth, things that you have outstanding that you've not yet tackled, things that you've not um, yet overcome. And and what it does is it lends and it leads to frustration and disappointment. And so um, God has really been dealing with me um, about how we, because the word declares that we are overcome, overcomers through the words of our testimony, and the blood of the lamb, but it is also very adamant in saying that we are, because God is the greatest power, uh, we always win. 
And so that being said, I am excited about the win this morning. I'm excited about the victories that we will begin to walk in um, and walk into as a result of becoming more abreast of what the word really says about who we are, um, what we have, not what we are going to have, not what we will possess. Now, there are some times where you hear the word say, shall, which means that it is forthcoming. Um, but I believe that there, this is a season of manifestation as we get ready to walk into 2020. Someone's phone is off mute. I'm going to give you a second to take care of that for us. And if you're new to the call and you don't really know the structure or the guise of the call, um, it's super important that you mute your line because people will be listening to um, the playback. And so we always want to protect the integrity of the call. Um, today, yesterday's call, um, and today we will not be on the call till 9.30 a.m. Amen. <laughs> um, yesterday's call was um, amazing, and not because I shared, but because so many people were able to walk into some liberty. So many people were able to glean something. Um, and you got to know that I know I'm not that smart. I am, I'm not that wise, but I thank God that we have um, Holy Spirit leading and guiding us into all truth. I uh, thank God for John 16:24 that says the Holy Spirit will teach us all things. And so uh, I am a student as well as a teacher. I am learning um, as I teach you, and I'm, I'm just learning to trust God very differently in this season. Um, and what I will say, and not uh, by any means to boast, but that God be glorified in and through my life, is I am learning to walk in competence and confidence like never before. But how many of you know that you cannot conform what you will not confront, and you cannot confront what you will not confine? Um, <clears throat> the Lord is teaching me how um, to confine some things, how to bring some things under subjection, how to subdue some things so that um, my steps and my footing can be sure in competence and confidence uh, so that when things need to be executed, uh, when, when no different than the enemy attempts to say things, we have to learn how to override what the enemy is saying in this season so that we can clearly hear what God is saying even the more uh, so that his voice is the voice that is leading us as opposed to our accuser, as opposed to our historical living, as opposed to um, our sin and our shame. We have to know the difference. And to be very honest, the only way to know the truth about the word of God uh, is not to get on 6 a.m. prayer calls, but it's to have the word of God hidden in your heart. The word says, my word have I hidden in, thy word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against thee. We are walking into a season where it is not good enough um, to know better and not do better. For the word says that all things are lawful, but not expedient. And so right before I get ready to go into the teaching this morning, if you have not done so, grab a piece of paper or a pen or prepare yourself um, 
to listen to the playback because I'm going to give you some vital instrumental information in moving forward in your liberty. We are all responsible for our own freedom. I, I need you to hear that. God is not going to come down and rescue you. It is your responsibility to seek the kingdom and the things of the kingdom so that you can access everything that already is, remembering that it was before it is. It already was. Every single thing that God promised is already available. It is your responsibility to obtain it. Amen. So most gracious and heavenly Father, we thank you right now, and we apply the blood of Jesus to our minds, to our hearts, Lord. I pray this morning that you would cover me and hide me. Lord, use my voice in such a way that liberty begins to manifest itself. God, that the eyes of your people would be open to great understanding, for your word declares in all of our getting to get an understanding. I thank you in advance for revelation knowledge, and right now I speak um, as a as the voice, Lord God, uh, connected to the seven spirits of God. We thank you for the spirit of wisdom and the uh, spirit of counsel. Lord God, we thank you this morning that you are uh, the one that illuminates the truth of your word. We thank you that no flesh will glory, God, but that you would be glorified, that you would be honored, that you would be lifted up, that you would draw all men unto you. We silence the voice of the accuser now in the name of Jesus. We declare and render him powerless, and we disavow in advance any of the negative accusations that he will skew at us this morning. Uh, we come against the arrows and the fire darts of the enemy in advance and we thank you Lord God that we are triumphant because we were predestined for greatness I thank you that there's not a person under the sound of my voice that you don't have a plan for I thank you for vision uh, intellect insight understanding but most importantly I thank you Lord God that we can confidently comfortably rest in the hands of our Abba and so we love you this morning Jesus and I pray that you would get the glory this morning in Jesus' name, amen, and God, we bless you. And so um, I promised that this morning we would talk about um, preparation, preparation for uh, presenting our case on yesterday. Um, we talked a little bit, or a lot of bit, um, about Understanding what sin information is, sin knowledge, and uh, the difference between the infraction sin um, and and iniquity and transgressions. We talked a little bit about what the difference is and how we begin to absolve ourselves of the responsibility of what the enemy can present. We also recognize that the enemy's job is to steal, kill, and to destroy, and that he is roaming about to and fro, seeking whom he may devour. And um, with that said, we also came to conclude yesterday that, um, and not just yesterday, but I, I, I am consistently reiterating this um, because it took me a while to get this as the truth. There are already books written of you in heaven. The problem is we attempt to change the narrative with our lust, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye. Um, and, and we talked a little bit um, about what that includes or what that entails. I want to give you the first scripture, Hebrews 10 and 7. You'll hear me refer to this particular scripture frequently. 
Then said I, lo, I come in the volume of the book that is written of me to do thy will. So that, again, just simply states that it's already established who you are. The problem is because culturally we've been introduced to things that do not align or agree with the truth of God's word for our life, right? Now, Psalms 40 and 7, and I want you to get these because after a while when you meditate on them, they will be written in your heart, and anything that disagrees with them will automatically set a trigger that says, no, this does not agree with who uh, the Lord says I am in the volume of the book that is written of me. Then I said, here I am. I have come. It is written about me in the scrolls. So you'll hear about scrolls and you'll hear about books. All of these uh, begin to be enlightened or illuminated as you begin to seek the face of God through prayer and through study, right? So there are about 25, 26 uh, different scriptures that are associated with scrolls, right? And so in so knowing, you begin to ask the Holy Spirit to allow you to see what's in the scrolls. So the word always mentions to us that we are to meditate on the word both day and night. Why do you think that is? Why do you think it's important? Um, and I'm asking a rhetorical question. Why do you think it's important that you know what's written of you? One of the things that I'm absolutely learning is about the truth of the power of agreement, the truth of the power of agreement. Uh, I'm, I'm going to say this to married couples. Sometimes you'll see some stagnation in your prayers as it relates to your marital situation or your marital status. Um, that being said, uh, you, you may have a, an idea or a desire that God has given you that you believe needs to be walked out, but your husband or your wife, your spouse, shall I say, is not in agreement or in alignment with that which you see. Um, maybe you are married to somebody that's an unbeliever. Maybe you are married to somebody that has a church relationship but does not have a Christ relationship. Here is where it gets really, really sensitive because that in and of itself just about nullifies what you are asking God for because how can two walk together lest they agree? I didn't really understand what that meant until I had an experience and the Lord began to show me <clears throat> that there were things in the room or in the atmosphere or in the environment that did not agree with what he had showed me, and that meant I had to change my prayer, i.e., that lends to the power you actually have when you have the gift of speaking in tongues with and the evidence, right? Because then you have the ability to pray the will of the Father. And for those that are married, you have authority in praying for your mate. For the word says that the saved wife or the saved husband sanctifies the opposite, right? So I want to I want to bring that out as a focal point as we begin to deal with uh, the accusations or the brother of the accuser. And uh, there there are so many different things that are becoming illuminated, right? And so yesterday we talked a little bit about trading floors. Um, I'm going to tie all of this together. I promise you. Um, 
But more importantly, I need you to understand um, that there are things written of you. I refer to Psalms 139.16 frequently. When you start to understand and, and really grasp and start to wrap your mind around the fact that there's already a written truth about you, anything that does not align with that truth can delay or detain your prayers. Right, um, I am. Uh, I am beginning to discover how to. Um, we bring every thought under captivity and bring it into the subjection of the knowledge of Christ. Right, so we cast down every high thing that exalts itself above the knowledge of Christ. We have a, a, a constant responsibility to guard our hearts and our minds. So guard your heart with all of your diligence. That that heart and that mind are unanimous. And when they get to a place of agreement, when your heart and your mind begin to agree, you begin to walk out the truth of God's word. There, it's not speculatory. You are not guessing. Your heart and your mind and that agreement uh, begin to take you into the things of Christ very differently because now you are not arguing. Right now, you are not wrestling. Yesterday, I talked about the argument that I had when I knew I was about to step outside of the will of God. Um, and, and not that I was going to do anything major, but the fact that the argument was so relevant, the fact that the argument was so prevalent, the fact that the argument was so audible in my head. And the truth is that I made the wrong decision, and I knew I made the wrong decision when I made it. Has that ever happened to you? Have you ever been in the middle of a, uh, attempting to make a concrete choice or a decision, and you could feel yourself arguing? Uh, what, what I found out that I was dealing with was the brother, uh, accuser of the brethren was attempting to interject his will, and the truth is, in that moment, I felt him win, right? So so we get to a point where we start to um, recognize the voice of the enemy just like we recognize the voice of God. We recognize the attempt of the enemy just like we recognize when God is trying to take us to different places or move us into uh, a, a different venue or a different channel. Uh, in so doing, it begins to illuminate the will of God for our lives, and it begins to downtrod everything that attempts to uh, disagree or disavow or come out of agreement with what God is saying. As I started to study um, even more in depth uh, the brother of the accuser, uh, what I realized is that that's something that we've been dealing with forever. You know, we talk about our, our subconscious mind and uh, we talk about how that sometimes, you know, we will uh, deal with guilt or shame. Anytime you feel, with, feel guilt or shame, you are dealing with an accusation. You walk into a room, um, you feel some kind of way, you know, for us ladies especially because we have a tendency to be so cotton-pick and judgmental that we'll walk in a room and automatically feel subconscious or self-conscious of what it is that we have on. Is our hair just right? Is uh, uh, you, You'll hear sometimes the enemy say, yeah, they, you know they're talking about you. You know they don't like you. You know uh, this and you know that. He'll begin to interject his thoughts about uh, 
um, or not, not really his thoughts, but his accusations in an effort to cause you to shrink. Anybody ever felt like that? Where you felt like when you walked in the room, instantly um, you could feel everyone's eyes on you. Instantly you could feel everyone's judgments or their thoughts toward who, who she thinks she is, especially when you clean, child. The enemy will come real quick, which is why the word of God says when the enemy comes in like a flood, God will lift up a standard against him. Now, in dealing with the accusations, and I just want to give you um, a few scripture references so that you know I'm not making this up. Okay, I'm not making this up. This is a constant occurrence in the word of God, and it's also a constant occurrence in our lives. But the beautiful thing is God gives us the power to overcome them by the words of our testimony and the blood of the lamb. Uh, you'll hear me say, agree with your adversary quickly. All right. So Proverbs 31, 13, and 18 says, she looks for wool and flax and works with her hands in delight. She is like a merchant ship. She brings her food from afar. She uh, rises also while it is still night and gives food to her household and portions to her handmaids. She considers a field and buys it. From her earnings, she plants a vineyard. She girds herself with strength and makes her arms strong. She senses that her gain is good. Her lamp does not go out at night. Um, why, why did I read that? So there are things that God gives us to be confident and to find ourselves in the word so that when an accusation is hurled at us, we have something to uh, parallel it to. We have something um, to, to talk about with regard to um, how we are created to trade, right? How we are created to exchange, how we are created to make good on everything that God says we are. Um, I, I want to bring this to you. This is Revelations 12 and 10. And I heard a loud voice saying, Now the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ have come. For the accuser of our brethren has been thrown down, who accuses them day and night before God. Now that ought to let you know a couple of things. I, wrote, I read the one that would empower you to remember what you were created to do before I read what we are often accused of or how we are accused or ridiculed consistently, right? First Peter 5 and 8, be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone he may devour. Uh, we also talked about the power of our confessions or the power of our words. I gave you uh, the Proverbs scripture so that we know that our confession, this is just for us ladies, our confession is, listen, I'm good. I do this. This thing called living, this thing called life, according to the word of God, that's an example for me. That's what I should be doing. I should be getting up early in the morning, seeking the face of God. I should have the power uh, and the wisdom and the wit to get wealth. I should uh, be bringing in the spoils, but I know that I have an adversary that is after me, and everything that I say, everything I confess over my life, he's going to attempt to change my mind about the truth of Psalm 
Psalms 139, 13. 16, I'm sorry, or Psalms 40 and 7. He's going to attempt to hoodwink me out of Proverbs, I mean Hebrews 10 and 7, where it says, and lo, I come in the volume of the book that is written of me to do thy will, O God. We have to know the truth of the word so that when the adversary comes, you with the responsibility of guarding your heart and your mind can say, no, based on what I read in Psalms, um, I I have the ability to do X, Y, and Z. I was created to trade. I have the ability uh, to, to not only impact the kingdom, but see, now I'm obtaining wealth in such a way that I can impact culture and I can prevent some of the young ladies uh, that have not already fallen into the vices or the devices of what the accuser may render or say about who they are. I can empower them and teach them and implore them how to guard their hearts and their minds not just with what I say, but with how I respond to accusations. Matthew 4 and 3. And the tempter came and said to him, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. Right? So here the enemy is talking to Jesus and he's attempting to play him out of what he already knows based on what the word already said about who he is, who he was, and who he will be. You have to remember that the enemy's job, if he can trick you out of your now, he can trick you out of your future. If he can trick you out of your current situation, uh, even if you are outside of the will of God, as long as you guard your heart and your mind and you realign your thought process with what the truth of the word is about who you are, the enemy is always defeated. So he might even be saying, honey, she don't know what she talking about. She don't know what I attempt to do. She don't know how to get you out of nothing. You're absolutely right. I don't know anything, but let me tell you what I do know. I know that this word is accurate. And every time the enemy attempts to play me out of my now so that I can't get to my future, I tell him he's a liar because according to uh, Hebrews 10 and 7, it's already written in the volumes of of the book of me of what I shall be. Uh, Everything that does not agree or align with what the Lord gave me in vision as it relates to my future and the future of those that I am responsible for influencing, if it doesn't line up with that, it doesn't make sense, right? Isaiah 14 and 12, have you fallen from heaven? O day star, son of dawn, how you are cut down to the ground, you who laid the nations low. This is uh, speaking of the enemy itself. You, have you fallen? Now, listen, one of the things I appreciate about the truth of God's word is the enemy cannot worship God. The enemy does not have, uh, which is why he attempts to harass and attack you consistently. There are certain things he doesn't have access to because he blew it, because he got full of himself. The, The lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh, all of those things deterred him in his now in such a way that he made a decision that he wanted to be not just like God, but he wanted to take the whole thing over. Um, I I thank God for the truth of his word, right? Um, Revelations 20 and 10, and the devil who had deceived them was thrown into the lake of fire and sulfur where the beast 
and the false prophets were, and they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. Now, he, he knows that he has a destined end. So why not take as many uh, as he can with him? You know, we'll watch in the movies and, and we'll look at the quote-unquote bad guy. He say, now they might kill me, but I'm going to take some of them with me. Um, his job is to get as many people off course and off track as possible. Right. And so we have to be sober. We have to be alert. We have to know exactly what we're dealing with um, in an effort to get to a place where we can start to prepare our case. All of his accusations. And you'll find this in your time of prayer, um, in your time of fasting or in your time of study and seeking God. Anybody other than me, while I'm reading or while I'm praying, um, the enemy will attempt to distract me or throw me off. He may even remind me of something that I did when I was 20, right, or something that I did when I was 45, honey, and I'm 47, right? Those are the things that he will attempt to throw you off in in your now. Those are the things that will attempt you from getting real or getting raw or dealing with your stuff in an effort to effectively present your case. Um, as, as we go through this process, I want you to consider the things that the enemy will say to you that cause you to feel shame or cause you to feel guilt. As you start to experience that, um, and, and it usually comes from a deep place of worship, things that you may not even know still exist, things that you may have covered up. There may be things of rape and molestation. There may be things of just being violated. It may not have been penetrating, but um, a, a moments, as, as Tanya shared the other week, of moments of embarrassment that felt like molestation, um, ideas or you you may even be struggling this is for men maybe that not have not been a parental figure in their biological children's lives and that is a, a, an iniquity a, a sin from your forefathers that is a thing that you dealt with and you can look back far in your bloodline and see where that has been a pattern a generational uh, curse as we like to call it but more than anything it's been a generational pattern those are the things you begin to deal with as accusations. So anytime you hear anything uh, in your inner ear that denies the power of the truth of who God is to you, for you, and with you, those are the things you begin to deal with before you go into the courts. So it, it can be as complicated or as complex as being a, a habitual liar. Right. You know, you, you may say or explain away telling white lies. Right. You, you may explain away uh, making excuses for X, Y and Z. Those are called lies. Those are usually tied to some type of an iniquity, not a sin, not a transgression, but an iniquity. Right, you may hear things that are um, specific to your intentional sin, those things where you make a decision, I'm doing this anyway, and I'm going to enjoy it. Uh, you, you may hear accusations associated with something that you didn't necessarily do intentionally, but you still have not restored it or made it right. In those instances, you make sure that you write down all of those things, right? So when we begin to prepare our case, 
we, we have to make sure that we are in the proper court space, right? So, you know, if you committed a criminal act, you absolutely don't want to go to traffic court because you won't be able to get things absolved. And how, how do you know um, where you are? How, how do you know where you are? I'm glad you asked. Right? So there is the throne, right? There's the throne, the kingly court with the throne. According to Hebrew 4 and 15 and 16, it says, come to the throne of grace in your time of need. Right? We need to go to the great court of grace and the court of mercy. Why? When you go to uh, the courtroom, you are bringing your case before the just judge. And so it's real important that you ask Holy Spirit, um, where, am I, where should I land? How, how is it that I should present my case? Am I going before a court of my peers where you'll have witness testimony? Because sometimes, and I know this sounds strange, this theology may be peculiar, but I guarantee you if you do any study, you'll find over and over and over and over and over again about witness testimony. <laughs> Consistently blew my mind because I've been reading this Bible for a long time and I, I missed it, right? So when you prepare your, your case, you are to find accusations. So that's like a court case that is a normal court case. That's that discovery piece, right? So, you know, when they first start the court proceedings, they go through a phase of discovery, right? You, you don't want to just wake up on a Tuesday morning and be like, I think I'm going to go to court. Now, even though on the call here of late, we have been praying and we have been touching heaven, um, and we, we felt that because what happens is glory is produced. It is in his glory that things are broken off of our lives. It is in his glory that our uh, transfiguration and transformation begins to happen. It's in his glory that we start to get revelation and understanding. And so, so that means that your worship lends and leads to preparing your court case. That means your worship is detrimental to who you are and how you move forward and how you proceed as it is written in the books or the volumes of the books of you, right? Be clear on the case that you're bringing before God. And so when we hear those accusations, um, we went through some renunciations about a week ago. When you hear those accusations, I'm going to, on the after call or Love, Life, and Victory, I'm going to explain to you and even give you a model or example of what to do when the accusations come. Now, you don't have to be in court to deal with accusations. You deal with your accusations before court. That's like having a briefing. So the Lord allows us to have a moment of briefing to explore what it is that the prosecutor or the brother of the accused accuser is bringing before you, right? And so now in, in an effort to get a verdict in your favor, and know this, court is not a periodic thing. Court is a consistent opportunity to clear the slate. Uh, you ever met somebody that had a bunch of speeding tickets? <laughs> right? They just got a gang of speeding tickets. Every time you look up, speeding ticket here, speeding ticket there, <laughs> right? Um and they have to go to court on multiple different occasions. Well, the truth is we have so much in our bloodline that we often have to go to court multiple times. It's like the Lord will begin to bring some things up 
And as he brings those things up, now you have an opportunity to absolve those or to get a verdict rendered or get a continuance is what it is called um, in your proceedings or working on your behalf. Now, Dion, where do you even get that we argue our case? Well, according to Job 13 and 3, but I desire to speak to the Almighty and to argue my case with God. I'm not, I'm not, I promise I'm not just making this up, right? To argue my case with God and to reason with him. Uh, that is Job saying, listen, I trust God and I will defend my way before him. That's verse 15. Verse 17 and through 19 says, listen to what I say as I prepare my case. I know I will be vindicated. If I don't speak up, I know I will perish. Verse 22 says, let me speak and you reply. Let me know my sins and my offenses, right? So it is our responsibility to know our sins and our offenses. Now, you'll remember a few, probably about a month ago, I talked about the fact that the Lord had me read Job, not just read it, but dissect it in its entirety because of the nature of the things that I was going through. We start laughing, and it wasn't really funny. We start comparing my life to the life of Job because of the level um, of attack, that, and it, it was not an attack. It was God sent. Um, it was necessary so that I could deal with some of the sins of my forefathers, some of the histories. Now, if you knew anything about me, you know my grandmother is part Irish, part African-American. Well, the reality is she looked more Irish than she was African-American. And clearly, in that time, my grandmother was born in 1920, an Irishman did not have an African-American girlfriend. I put it to you like that, right? So I had not thought about that until I started uh, studying this courts of heaven, and and the Lord started to show me uh, rape and molestation, um, uh, racism and segregation, like so many different things and things that I had to, again, you cannot at all conform what you will not confront. You cannot confront what you do not confine. Until you start to confine the things that are historically in your bloodline, it is hard to overcome it. So I hadn't even considered or thought about the fact that my grandmother was a result of rape. My grandmother was the result of slavery sex trade, huh. right? And so I had to deal with that accusation of illegitimacy, which is what we talked about last week. Now, get this, Isaiah 43 and 25, right? So put me in remembrance. Let us confirm together. State your case so that you can be acquitted. This is not me making something up. <laughs> this is not me guessing. This is not me thinking that uh, maybe this will help us. No, no, no. This is what happened in the word of God, right? We must come with a case to ask the Lord for something specific, right? An issue that we want to be addressed. What do we, what is it that you want from God? So for me, 
Um, I had to start being very specific. I want my children to be free. I want my children to know that God is, and he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. I don't want them to see me chasing after God in vain or hospital visiting or praying for this one or my phone ringing all day and all night or, like, inconveniencing everybody in my house to do ministry. And sometimes they'll ask me, Mom, why do you keep doing all that? I I can't help it, right? But as I do it, I don't want to do it from a place of resentment or frustration. So I have to be free on several different ends. Now, Job wanted to know what was standing against him so that he could answer it, so that he could be, so it could actually be lifted off of him. He understood that the enemy must have some type of legal right or legal access, something that happened in his life or in his past lives, and he was asking God specifically what it was. And so Tan and I will often kind of joke, and I'll be like, man, what it, whatever it is, I need to find it. And, and the, this is what I learned. When you start asking God about real stuff and you stop worrying about if the power paid or if your car note is paid, honey, if your car get repossessed, get your tail on the bus until you get to the next stage. But we got to stop worrying about penny-ante, petty stuff and get to a place where we start asking God the real questions. What's in my bloodline that's keeping me from great? What's in my history that's keeping me from being financially stable? What's in my bloodline that causes me to believe that poverty is my lot? You have what you believe, right? And so you go through the the part where um, you may be struggling for him to uncover some things. Well, the truth is sometimes stuff is blocked and hidden and hindered. If we dig 10 feet deep, I guarantee you we'll find an old shoe or old tricycle, a bottle that was tied to something at some point where our hearts are similar to that, right? Our hearts are similar to those different type of things, and we have to be very steadfast and unmovable in seeking uh, what it is, and you begin to ask God to show you what's written in the scrolls of you. Show me what's written in the book. The longer we delay knowing what is written of us, the longer we delay walking into um, our future, walking into our destiny, walking into our promise. And when I, when I think about that, I think about the children of Israel and how that um, the majority of them perished because truth is um, we might be in a, a, a big room full of people. Usually about 10% of those people that you're speaking to will understand what it is that you're saying in such a way that they begin to seek after something different. And it's unfortunate, but it's real, right? It's unfortunate, but it's real. So. Okay, so listen, I'm going to say these points, then I'm going to pass the call to Ravonda. Um, We have to identify um, what our case is going to be about. We have to recognize our trading power because the reality is what we're doing is we're trading what we've been held under for the truth of God's word about who we are, which is why I mentioned that trade statement. We are exchanging, no different than God exchanged his son for humanity. He exchanged his son to abolish the law. He exchanged his son so that we could walk in liberty and peace. We have to accurately seek justice in the manner. Jesus was the lamb that was slain to take the place of the physical lambs and the bulls and the goats and the sheep and the dove that were slain in an effort to preserve that whole, um, the, the 
physical animals themselves and to create an eternal sacrifice so that no longer had to be vindicated. Right, we had a blockage in something, and and we knew we should be walking in something. It's our responsibility to say, okay, Lord, what is this that's standing in the way of me actually entering in? Right. So now we are also facing breaking, reoccurring patterns. Right. So patterns of broken relationships, patterns of addiction, patterns of promiscuity, patterns of being a liar, pattern patterns of um having commitment issues. There are several different things that will stand in the way of you being able to honor a covenant or walk in liberty, right? Then, um, and we'll, we'll talk about this on the other side, we have to go through some steps and some phases of forgiveness, right? I.e., we did the whole forgiveness series. We have to ask God to begin to reveal to us the things that we're holding and harboring in our heart, right? So our petitions and requests don't always end up in court cases, but how we feel about other people, people that have hurt us, people that have wronged us, people that have disappointed or frustrated us, people that have mistreated or used us, we have a responsibility to forgive all of that piece by piece, blow by blow, which means that we'll have to face some things that will be painful. Uh, it means that you may have some moments of seclusion or some moments of where God will begin not to isolate you, but to separate you in a place uh, so that you can start to relieve yourself of some of those historical pains and hurts. You also have to know your jurisdiction. You need to know um, what you're dealing with. So that means you need to know what's going on in your bloodline. You need to know what's going on in your family. And for those that are fatherless and don't know your father, I can absolutely relate because I had to start asking um, Holy Spirit to show me the things that were written of me in the book. You also need to know your giftings. You need to know your callings. You need to know your anointings, things that you were created or called to do so that you can find scripture that will be entered into uh, entered into the record as testimony on your behalf based on what is written in the books of you, right? So our destinies and how we get things accomplished are literally our responsibility. Now, the world may say, Dion, it's not that difficult, but see, they don't have a destiny to change nations to free people, right? Their, their only responsibility is getting wealthy. Yes, ma'am, and yes, sir, I want some money, but I, I, I want some money so that I can help some people get free. I'm not, I'm not worried about money uh, so I can pull up. Now, I'm going to pull up, though, um, but what I'm saying is there are things that are far more important than positive affirmations. I don't want no positive. I ain't putting nothing on top of my junk. I want my junk to be cleared so that my children and my grandchildren will be free. So with that said, um, I pass the call to Vonda. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we bless your name on this morning, and we thank you for yet another day that you have made. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for um, forming um, the earth, Lord Jesus, that you spoke a word and everything was framed, Lord God. We thank you that we existed in your mind before the foundation of the world. We thank you that the earth is yours and the fullness thereof and everything that dwells within. 
God, we bless you because every place that we see belongs to you. Every expansion, Lord God, was well thought of. Even the very air that we breathe, Lord God, we bless you because we were on your mind. And God, even as we wake this morning, we give you this time and we come together, Lord Jesus, to learn of you, oh God, and we bless you because there is joy dwelling um, where you are. There is peace. Um, where you are, Lord God, there is righteousness and your word says joy in the Holy Spirit. And so, God, we bless you this morning because it is you who has taught our hands how to fight and how to war. And you've made our feet as hind feet, Lord Jesus, that we can tread upon the high places, that our lives will no longer be the same, Lord God. And we recognize your majesty. We thank you because you're omniscient and omnipotent, Lord God, and that you're all-powerful, Lord Jesus. We thank you because you are um, a mighty God. We thank you, Lord Jesus, because you are our Father. You are our Ebenezer. God, you are our hiding place, Lord Jesus, and you are our shield and buckler. We bless you, Lord God, because you have given us the ability to live a saved life. And our lives are hitting you this morning. So we bless you because there is none like you. We thank you, Lord God, that uh, we recognize that in the turning way of our idols, Lord Jesus, the things that we serve, our houses, our homes, our cars, and our jobs. God, we ask at first that you forgive us, Lord God, for putting those things before you before putting, Lord God, even our education, Lord Jesus, our stuff and our money, God, it was times when we served that stuff, God. And your word says that it was many who served mammon instead of God. And so, Lord Jesus, we don't reduce you today to stuff. And so, God, I bless you because you said that we would have everything that we need that pertains to life and godliness. And so, God, we don't go after those things, Lord Jesus, but we bless you, God, for the treasure that you have put on the inside of us, that we may um, bring forth your excellency, Lord Jesus, that people will see our lives, Lord God, and be glorified. So this morning, God, we lift up our hands, Lord Jesus, and we lift up our hearts to you because there, um, there we find our safety, Lord Jesus. And today, even as we go through, God, uh, how we plead our case before you, Lord Jesus, I thank you because the veil is rent in two. And God, I bless you because you asked us, God, to even study this word so deep that when we teach it, that a baby could even understand it. And so, Lord God, I just ask right now that um, that you deliver us, Lord Jesus, from uh, thinking, thinking, Lord God, that um, people who are having a problem, Lord Jesus, comprehending or listening, Lord Jesus, we ask right now that you open the deaf ear, Lord Jesus, that you take the stuff off of minds this morning, Lord Jesus, and our preoccupation, Lord Jesus, of how we used to be. And God, I thank you because your word has leveled, Lord Jesus. I thank you that the kingdom has leveled. And God, I bless you right now in the name of Jesus that even as we open this thing up on today, Lord Jesus, next year is going to be something different because I thank you, Lord, because the kingdom is now and is on the way. I thank you, Lord Jesus, that we're saved while we're yet being saved, Lord God. I thank you that we're seated in heavenly places while we're yet taking our seats. Lord God, we bless you this morning. 
And so, God, I come in your name, Lord Jesus, and thanking you for the authority that you have given us, Lord Jesus, um, to defeat the enemy, Lord Jesus, in our lives over every situation, God, every horrible, harsh word, Lord Jesus, every iniquity, Lord Jesus, every transgression, oh God. Um, that was committed or that was done. God, the thoughts, Lord Jesus, that apprehend us, Lord God, the things that were sent to annihilate our lives, Lord God, we speak against that right now in the name of Jesus. Because your name is above all names, Lord Jesus. It's not Ravonda's or Dion's, Lord God, or uh, Tanya, Lord Jesus, or Yolanda, Yolanda, Lord Jesus, but it is your name that is above all names and every throne and every dominion and every principality and every power and ruler of darkness must obey your name, Lord Jesus. When we say your name, God, the government has to, even though they deny you, Lord Jesus, they realize that it was on your shoulder. So, God, we bless you this morning, and we align ourselves with your will for our lives. Lord God, your word says that we have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but that we have received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba, Father. You are daddy, Lord Jesus, God, and you're the one who has forgiven us. And you continue to forgive us, Lord Jesus, every time. Every time that we didn't submit our will to you, Lord Jesus, every time we answered to the foolishness that we were called, Lord God, that we were, uh, you must uh, mute your line until we ask you to come off. God, we just bless you right now in the name of Jesus, God, that uh, we have been forgiven of everything that we have uh, confessed to you, Lord Jesus, but yet there is still some things, Lord God, that we see that are about ourselves, Lord God, that we have found ourselves walking in, Lord Jesus, or stuck in, Lord Jesus, God, or being apprehended by, and so those things. God, though though they may be different to all of us, Lord Jesus, some of us could call out homosexuality. Some of us could call out gambling. And some of us can call uh, call out addiction to drugs, Lord Jesus, God. And even as we delve deeper, we realize that we were exposed to so much stuff even while we were yet in, even while we were yet being formed in our parents' womb, Lord God. And so today we bless you because we realize that it takes courage to do the work, Lord Jesus. I thank you, Lord Jesus, but our forgiveness when we ask for it is immediate. We have we have received the spirit of adoption, and we can cry out to you, Daddy. Lord, forgive us for um, we have sinned, or we have realized that we have aligned ourselves with the enemy, Lord Jesus, knowingly and unknowingly. So, God, we ask that you forgive us. Holy Spirit, search our hearts and show us our sin. Uh, every ungodly vow that we have made, um, whether it be to a man or a woman or to the situation or to a drug or to a behavior, we ask right now um, that uh, uh, you forgive us right now in the name of Jesus. Forgive us for our sins that we have committed, allowing the strong man into our lives. And we now bind the power of Satan and the spirit of bondage right now in the name of Jesus. And we command the spirit uh, to man any spirit that is lurking to manifest itself so we can call and see what it is. And we can call that thing out and know whether it is alcohol, drugs, sex, food, whatever it is. And it must leave right now in the name of Jesus. And we take back the things that being in this bondage 
we take back the thing we pay, we take back the freedom that we had before these bondages and we keep we we uh, declare our legal rights now in the name of Jesus that we will walk in what it is that we have been called to. And we renounce um, the evil and strong man who has held all this stuff over us in the name of Jesus. By the authority of Jesus Christ, we cast down every imagination and every high thing and every lofty thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and we bring into captivity and we bring that stuff into captivity and we confine it right now in the name of Jesus and we and and we call it out we work through it right now in the name of Jesus and we denounce it right now in the name of Jesus and we close every door now in the name of Jesus we seal every door by the blood of Jesus and we claim the authority given to us in the name of Jesus by the power of the cross his blood and his resurrection we bind the strong man right now in the name of Jesus the spirit of bondage its powers and forces of darkness plunders it plunders, that plunders our houses that have taken down through our legacy, that have called us to live poor lives and lives of destination, I mean, uh, uh, devastation, and, and, and being distracted by things that cause us no good. And so, God, we put, we take ourselves off the throne right now in the name of Jesus. We take our pride down right now in the name of Jesus. And we stand in the face of these things, Lord Jesus, and we courageously call them out. And we courageously do the work, Lord Jesus, because it's our desire to show up whole, Lord God, because if this health, if this if if this healing be hid, if this word be hid, it's hid from those who are in need. And we put ourselves in position to receive every spiritual gift that we should have. Everything that you want us to have, Lord God, we open ourselves up even as we do the work, Lord Jesus, even as we go through every place that we have compartmentalized in our hearts, everything that we have neatly tucked away and have kept kept you out of, Lord Jesus, we expose our hearts to you this morning because it's my desire, it's our desire to live in your fullness, Lord Jesus. And we bless you today, Lord God, because Hebrews talks about a rest that we must enter, Lord God, but we don't enter into that place any old kind of way. So we empty ourselves, Lord Jesus, so you can fill us in even the more, Lord God, and we put on the full armor of God so we will be able to stand our ground against the enemy. At times when we may have been tormented or accused by the strong man, God, we ask, um, we ask, Lord Jesus, that you help us to know how to fight in the name of Jesus, God, even the more as you uh, um, reveal yourself to us, Lord God, and teach us how to fight because we realize our weaponry is not carnal. But you said it's mighty through you, Lord Jesus, to the pulling down of every stronghold. And so, God, we immerse ourselves in your word, and we immerse ourselves, Lord God, under your will. And we vow today everything that we know, everything that the things that we desire that do not line up with your will, we give all that to you, Lord Jesus, so that we can be more, Lord Jesus, that you can increase us, Lord God, and enlarge our territories, Lord Jesus, not to just gain wealth, Lord God 
But we thank you because you have an assignment for us, Lord God. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for the legal right to come before you, Lord Jesus, and to plead cases. God, I thank you, Lord Jesus, because I cannot be an effective intercessor, Lord Jesus, if I don't realize how I am to come in and to come out. Lord Jesus, I cannot plead somebody else's case, Lord Jesus, when I haven't learned how to come in and come out, Lord Jesus. And I bless you right now, Lord God, because there, as there is now, therefore, no condemnation, Lord Jesus, to those who are in Christ Jesus. And so, God, we don't walk, we don't put our confidence in flesh, Lord Jesus, but we walk after the Spirit, Lord God, because to do spiritual things, Lord God, is the things that uh, uh, that will be perplexing, Lord Jesus, that makes us stronger. And we thank you, Holy Spirit, for, for uh, teaching us and showing us the ways in which we should go. And we thank you for lighting our pathways. We thank you for being a lamp. We thank you for everything um, uh, that we have gone through that have made us strong. We thank you for fortitude, Lord. We thank you. We thank you this morning for giving us, Lord Jesus, everything that we need. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that on this journey, we realize that we are not alone. We are not alone. And God, I bless you for uh, um, for my heritage, God. I thank you for a lively hope, Lord God. I thank you, Lord Jesus, because it was times when I could look at all that I have gone through. It was times when we could look at all that we had went through, Lord Jesus, and we didn't even realize why. But God, we bless you because you trust us with every trial. We thank you that you trust us with the rape. We thank you that you trusted us to go through the molestation. We thank you, Lord God, that you trusted us to have come from bastardry. Lord God, we thank you that you trusted us to come from harlotry. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that um, that we've come from uh, uh, um, uh, uh, abuse, Lord God, and we serve you still, Lord Jesus. I thank you, Lord God, that I'm healed while I'm being healed. God, I thank you, Lord Jesus, that you have made us effective and we're being affected by all of these things, Lord Jesus. But I bless you because your word says that you allow all this to work together for our good. I thank you that our past stuff is has a job to make us better than who we are right now. So we are without it. Excuse, Lord Jesus. God, we can put down our sad song on today. God, and I thank you, Lord Jesus, that is no longer a story, but it's a testimony, Lord Jesus. And our testimonies don't sound like they did last year, Lord God. We don't say it, and we don't have the same tenure in our voice that we had on last year, God, or even five years ago. So we bless you today for all that we have, God, all that we have been through. God, I thank you because it has made us, Lord Jesus. I bless you that on this line, God, we are vessels of honor, Lord God. Hallelujah, that we're being used in the right place, Lord Jesus. God, I thank you. I thank you that we are being used to do the right things, Lord God. I thank you that our desire is to do your will, Lord Jesus. Our desire is to see your face, Lord God. Our desire, God, is to spread this great gospel, Lord Jesus, to a dying world, to a dying generation, Lord God. I thank you, Lord Jesus, that you are our light. God, I bless you 
because you are making our latter, God, better than the former. God, I thank you. We thank you and praise you for yet another day. So even as we take our phones off mute and we give God the praise, we give him all the glory. Hallelujah. We lift our thank voice. You, Bless your name, oh glory. 
glory, glory, glory. God, help us to keep our eyes on you, Lord God. When the way falls hard, Lord God, when we have to climb the mountain, Lord God, help us look for you, Lord God, because you are our fortress, Lord God. You are my strong tower, Lord God. I am righteous, Lord God, made right through my faith toward you, Lord God. And your word says the righteous, uh, you are our strong tower, and the righteous are made are safe by you, Lord God. So I bless your name this morning, Lord God. I bless your name, God. I bless you in the morning, Lord God. I bless you in the evening, Lord God. I bless you and think about you all during the day, Lord God. My soul cries out, Jesus, I need you, God. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory to your name, magnificent Savior God. I am so grateful that you have chosen me, Lord God. Chosen me, Lord God. Hallelujah. That you knew me before the beginning of time, Lord God. That you knew my you knew my my time would be right now in this presence, Lord God. Bless your name. Hallelujah. Oh, blessed be thy name, God. I love you, Jesus. You are my strong tower, Lord God. Hallelujah, Lord God. I will not forget thy word, Lord God. Hallelujah, God. I will seek you, Lord God. While it is day, Lord God. I will seek you, Lord God. While it is day, Jesus. I will seek you, God, while I have the time, God. Hallelujah. Blessed be thy name. Oh,
Amen. And amen. Hallelujah. I am so grateful um, to have such a great cloud of witnesses. It is such an honor um, to worship with folks who understand that it's it's not just about um, Lord bless me, Hallelujah. But I thank God for being able to contend with those who don't even have a mind right up and through here to contend for themselves. I'm grateful, grateful, grateful. To God be the glory. Vonda, you uh you prayed. You wasn't doing no playing with us this here morning, Tink. And I love my sisters. Um, I am such um seriously, like I could cry thinking about it. I am such a blessed lady. I have um truly been graced with some amazing, amazing people in my life and I don't take it lightly nor do I take it for granted, but I'm Thankful to God that he would trust me um, with such priceless, precious heart. And so um, good morning again. And for those of you that may have joined the call a little bit late, God bless you. We thank God uh, for you being present this morning. If there's anyone that did not have an opportunity to say good morning, now is your time. Good morning. Good morning. It's pretty Patrice. Good morning. Hey, cutie pie. Hey. Hey, Grace. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. It's Barbara. Hey, Miss B. Good morning, family. It's Dondria. I heard my sister praying. She never says anything, but I, I feel covered in love. Heard her. <laughs> yeah, hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. Good morning, it's Jacqueline. Hey, Jacqueline. That's my mommy's name. I'll never forget your name. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. Anybody else? Y'all quiet this morning. That's it? We don't got no more good mornings with all these 8 million people on this phone this morning? Y'all play. Hello, good morning. This is Denise. Hey, Denise, girl. Hey. Hey. Good morning. It's Cindy. Hi, Cindy, girl. Hey. Girl, I started to harass you last night. I ain't feel I'll leave her alone on tonight. <laughs> Anybody else? Hey, Amen. Um, before I, I get to talking, because I can, I can talk about this thing all day long. I feel like I have been on a treasure hunt, and I have been let into some stuff. And all I'm going to say is y'all can play if you want to and not do your work. Listen, me and mine, we's getting free. I don't care what I got to deal with. I don't care what I got to look at. I don't care how ugly it is. Listen, I'm not living in bondage another day of my life when liberty is at hand. Amen. Anybody else? You can say that again. I am enjoying this lesson. (laughs) It's so much 
that's why it's important to read your Bible because you, we just uh, glance over stuff and don't even pay any attention. And all of this makes so much sense to me. To I'm just in growth in in this lesson. It's just it's a blessing, you know. People right. talk about things, but they don't go in depth. So you just brush it off, you know. Like uh-huh. it's something strange, or you know, you don't get understanding. But being in this teaching this week, oh my gosh, I am being so blessed. And Praise God. you know, I, I can't wait to, to tell somebody else about it. You know, I tell people all the time about this prayer life, but people don't want to open up. They don't want to open their mouth. They don't want to get freedom. And so, but I am, I just praise God for this blessing. I am truly, truly being blessed. Amen. And I just well, I'm thank glad. you so much. So much. Me, look, me too, I love sis. You, Even as I teach, I love you too, Diane. Lady D. <laughs> it's, it's just amazing how much stuff is in the Word. And it, the Word has everything that we need. That that Second Peter 1 and 3 speaks of God has given us everything, but we're just yeah. not, we're just not looking for it. You got to stay in the Word in order to know what God has for us. Everything is in there for our lives. So I agree, Lady it. D. Listen, yeah. when when I saw the when or when it was brought to my attention about the trading floor, listen, it messed me all the way up because I never would have saw it as that. But even when we look at the stock exchange, like there is nothing new under the sun that is not common to man, right? So all things that we do, we think we've discovered something. Listen, I'm laying, I'm laying dead in wait to find apple in this Bible. <laughs> if I find apple God in this Bible, says there's nothing created that He has not already created. So if Listen. we just gotta, we just gotta search for the treasure. That's I'm gonna find it. You watch. I'm I find gonna... it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, hey, man. Morning. Good morning. I just want to say thank you so much for the teaching. This is Priscilla, and I'm just happy I girl, landed. I know your voice. <laughs> oh, okay. Give me, girl. We we know your voice. We learn real quick around here, child. <laughs> I know you do. I know you do. Of course you do. Of course. How silly is that? Of course. Girl, you anyway, I'm just one of us. Amen. <laughs> Good. Um, I'm just tap dancing. I see my spirit just tap dancing, just tap dancing in the spirit. Just, Come on. You know, I just Come see Fred Astaire. I see me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Come on, Fred Astaire. Yes. I'm just, I'm just happy, you know, because we're talking about the kingdom being at hand and how to access the kingdom. And these are the kinds of things, you know, Jesus, when he was here, all he said was repent, the kingdom's at hand. That's before he went out and did what he did. He, he was always talking about the kingdom. And, and, and it baffles us that we don't, you know, when you start to go into this teaching and this truth and going before the court and pleading your case and, and, and declaring the things that God has already provided us, 
to, that we we're living under beneath. For me, yeah. it's just so amazing to finally be talking about it. And this teaching was so incredibly rich. You know, I want to be free. I got to be free. Um, it, I feel like I got everybody in order for us to do what God has called us to do here on this earth, we have to be free. And, 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 and I just, I'm loving it. I'm just so grateful and so thankful. First, of course, to God for leading me and planting me here and, and all the steps before this to get me here. But the teaching, oh my God, is so rich, so incredible and such an amazing blessing but that's the God that we serve. And I just thank you for doing the work for us to be fed, for us to be encouraged, to do our own work, to go deeper in our own time, to access the Lord as we are called to do. But you setting it up and teaching us and the platform and all the and the prayer, oh, my God. I don't know who that was she praying. Prayed. That, that was Vonda. She, she prayed. Was she prayed. <laughs> I said, come on <laughs> That's my sister right there. My sister was praying. She wasn't doing no plan with us this morning. Mm-hmm. She prayed. That was amazing. So Dion, Thank you. Dion. Yes, yes, pretty. That's that's what I said. You know, I said that's my sister. I, I'm so grateful that yeah that you have opened this up and that you went in and that you found all this good stuff so that you were able to share it with us and you didn't you could have kept it all to yourself how about that listen how about listen well first of all i wanted i wanted to keep it to myself let me tell you why i said lord they're gonna say i'm crazy (laughs) no no no. but listen here i said i'm I'm just gonna have to risk crazy because if 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 two people hear me right with you we're crazy right with you Right, because listen, wait, wait, I'm going to make you laugh real quick, Patrice. So when I sent it to Chrissy, right, (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) she said, uh, if this was not from you, (laughs) she said, said, play play a listen. If if you didn't send this, baby, I'd have have checked you right on off my list. I said, you love it. She said, well, I'm, I'm just talking about what I'm talking about right now. She said, honey, if mm-hmm. I did not know you, I would be like, yeah. She, she didn't went a step too far. <laughs> Baby, when I, listen, when I tell you we hollered. And, but listen, this is this the part I love, though. Then she went to church that Sunday mm-hmm. after I sent it to her. Mm-hmm. And Apostle Carpenter was talking about what the Lord has showed me, I said, see, and she said, mm-hmm. she said, I would, I would have missed it though, if you mm-hmm. hadn't sent it to me. She right. said, I would, I would have heard him, but I wouldn't have heard him. Right. And so I'm just grateful um, because now it's, it's not like what we're talking about right now, and you guys will notice that now that you are aware of it, you will hear it. See, because before I would have right. heard this, right, I would, I would have been like. Matter of fact, when I the first time I heard it, I was like, "Yep, she's a little off." All right, we go. 
We're going to put her right over here in this little cray-cray corner, and we're going to leave she alone. I ain't telling no story. I'm telling you, it, it messed me up for a little bit, and I was like, mm, now what is she talking about? But y'all know me. I'm nosy, first of all. Now she just said it. I want to know what she's talking about. Okay, now wait, wait, wait. Right. Let me, let me, before I just discount her as cuckoo, <laughs> let me go ahead and do my little research. Baby. <laughs> when, when I start studying, I said, ah, little Missy ain't that. She a little crazy. But she ain't that crazy. Hallelujah. Let me listen to her a little bit more intently. And I promise it's almost like, God gives you a gift, and you know how you get a gift, and you see the bow, and you see the wrapping paper, but you're afraid, um, you know, what is this, honey? I, do, do they even know my taste? Do they know what I like? But as I begin to unwrap this thing, when I tell you clarity like I've never had before in my whole entire life, I thank God for the people that he has placed in my life that I can glean from, you know, because I, I just, it's, it's a blessing to be able to get information that I, when you sitting up in church on Sunday morning, you start talking about heaven's course, they'd be like, yeah, something's the matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she a little crazy. That's fine, honey. I'm going to be crazy and free in Jesus' name. Amen. I'll take it. <laughs> Purple bracelet. Listen, hey, purple. you call me. Yes, ma'am. That would be me. My name is Purple. Mm-hmm. Look, I, I got to tell y'all something. What happened to me yesterday, and th- this, us uh, standing up underneath an open heaven and having enough courage to to walk in what we um, what we have been ordained to walk in. It looks different on everyone, but it's purposeful. And the <clears throat> I listened to you talking about uh, uh, digging up the dirt. I mean, doing the doing the digging. It's, it's work, and um, th- there's a particular thing that I know God has called me to. And yesterday, I got a chance to um, to move in that area, and so I had to meet someone for um, for just a couple of hours. And um, it was, I got a chance to talk to a young lady, and we had lunch, and we were talking, and suddenly um, I felt this, um, I, I felt this, I felt the spirit of God raise up in me, and all I can hear him say was, "Be courageous, be courageous." So um, where we were positioned, we were sitting outside eating. And one person drove by, and they tooted the horn, and it was a, a ex-client, a former client. And then um, suddenly I looked up across in the gas station, and there drives up the man who shot at me. Oh, mm-hmm. could I, he wanted to, the one who wanted to kill me. Mm-hmm. And I was, I, if I tell you I started laughing, I, start, mm-hmm. I just started laughing in my spirit. I was like, oh, my God, oh, oh, my God, you know, and there was no, there was no fear. Um, There there was no fear, but this was what was crazy because, see, that Negro is bold, and I'm talking about Satan. When he came, he, he, he was pumping his gas, and I saw him staring, but I wouldn't look. I, I kept my eyes right on the subject that was before me, ministering to her. Mm-hmm. I didn't miss a beat talking. 
And then when he got in his car, he drove out of the, the gas station and he, uh, he, I was like, okay, now I don't need him to ride, ride by, Lord, you know. And so he rolled, rolled by. Now, let me, somebody mute, somebody mute, somebody mute. He rolled by. Now, put a, put a, 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 a comma right, a, a semicolon right there. I'm going to change the subject. I'm, I'm, I'm in Hotel Mac and I'm eating. And at the table where I'm eating at, uh, me and my sister, we're sitting there, we're just having dinner, some wings and some fries. And there's an uh, older gentleman that's sitting about maybe four people over from us that he's always there. He's quiet. And I'm thinking that he's hard of hearing. You know, he's older. I, I, I suspect he was between maybe 75 or 80. And so we were talking, and he speaks to my sister, and then he asks about me. And then he begins to talk, and he said, my mama is the oldest license owner in Richmond. She was the, the old, old, She had the longest license in Richmond for a business. And when he told me who it was, his mother was one of the oldest, you know, uh, people to do hair in Richmond, one of the oldest. Not the only, but one of them. And he's a millionaire. So he's talking, and suddenly he's interested in me. And before I know it, he begins to talk and challenge me for some odd reason, and I begin to see the person who was at the gas station begin to form right before me, right before me, because something in me rose up. He got my ear on one hand, that thing that was tied to that dirt, he got my ear on one thing. He began to say the things that appeased me. Now, earlier this week, I said, God, show me what it is about me that I desire this cycle. Not that I'm in it, but why I desire it. Because I need to deal with that mess right there. And before we left, let me tell you, the people in hope, because they know me and love me. And I love them real nice, real nice to me. And before I knew it, my sister said, did you recognize the people who work in there? They stood up. When this man stood up and he got close to you, did you recognize that everybody in that place, uh, the ones who, who, who serve and wait, that they begin to get close to you as to protect you? Mm-hmm. I said, I, I, said I, didn't even, I didn't even really realize that. You know, mm-hmm. now the thing about it is, what I'm going to say is this, that while we're doing this work, the Word of God says that he has given angels charge over us. Mm-hmm. They ain't going to look like we think they're going to look, the ones mm-hmm. who are there to protect us. Because in this, don't think that we won't be vulnerable. That's why we, we meet here and we learn this thing so we can have our senses sharpened. And I'm not going to say that I'm all the way there. But I thank God that he had angels in different places. And I say this to say that because I desired things that were harmful to me, not just no mamsy-pamsy stuff. I can't think of too many instances where the enemy didn't try to kill me, Dion. I mean, right. kill me, kill, mm-hmm. to kill me. Because, you know, not just bullets. That's the reason why I just can't do nothing. I can't just do anything. That's why my bed is in the bed in the living room. 
You know, right. and I, I I take this thing so serious. I do more. I do way more listening now than I do talking. I don't do a lot of talking on the line because I want to hear this. I want to learn and glean and know what it is that I need to navigate because I can't continue in ministry and not grow and, and grow to the point where I desire. Mm-hmm. I can desire things, but I got to grow to the thing also. While I'm on my way, while I'm taking the walk, while I'm under this open heaven, and it doesn't necessarily mean that uh, uh, the evil one isn't present. I have to be sensitive. We have to be sensitive enough to know that evil is always present. That the the devil brought that thing right back to me. He mm-hmm. saw. He showed it to me how it how I how it was. Now he showed it to me how it was with the killer at the gas station, but he showed up right at my dinner table. Mm-hmm. To, to, to appease me And when he left out of there He said you're my queen I was like the devil is alive mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was good Vonda That was a good practical Occurrence Of the cycles That the enemy will attempt to Institute in our lives To keep us in places that are Familiar Right, and so the old you would have been flattered by mm-hmm. the old man with all the money. Look at here, mm-hmm. check it out. Mm-hmm. The old you would have been uh, uh, moved because you know you wouldn't have to do much work in that instance. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you'd get changed, changed for a little bit of no effort. Come on, right. uh, mm-hmm. concubine tendencies because we all mm-hmm. got them. Um, mm-hmm. But it, it's no no different than bonded that. Uh, your share reminded me. I called Vonda the other day, and if y'all know anything about me, I've I've not really dated since I was engaged and realized that I had went and sought after a cycle, um, and was literally about to get married to a cycle, um, not a man. He he wasn't a man. He was a project, um, which is what I tend to do because of historical stuff, and then when you're not clear it looks like appropriate ministry work. But the reality is the enemy will use systems and cycles to keep you out of purpose and promise when you are not walking in your true identity as it is written in the books of you. And so I I call Bonda, you know, I call my little little friends. I got this, this crew that I will have pray a joker away real quick. And as I begin to communicate with this, very nice man, just not my nice man. Um, I'm grateful today that I recognize it really early as not to waste time or as not to be distracted. But I begin to ask him certain questions. And one of the things you'd have to know about me is if you don't have nothing for me to do, I'm not going with you nowhere. If you don't have no vision, if you don't, if you can't see, um, and, and I got the kind of vision that I have, what I know is we will end up in a situation where you will be emasculated and I, our house will be out of order because I will be leading it. I'm not interested in doing that. Today I'm really grateful that it only takes me a moment to recognize what I am not this to do, not about to. What I'm, I'm not this to do that, right? And so he said, Dion, what, well, you know, what happened? I said, oh, oh nothing happened. I'm, I'm just extremely clear as to what I'm not going to do. Mm-hmm. I asked you some specific questions. You didn't have an answer, which means that you don't know. 
I can't follow somebody that don't know because I know, right? So what, what you'll also begin to recognize as you do this study and as you do this work is as, as identity begins to clear up for you, you won't be hoodwinked real quick, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, and I'm, I'm speaking specifically to my, my single sisters. Listen, companionship is great, mm-hmm. but missing my purpose for it is not, not fit to happen. Mm-hmm. This man had the same name. This man had the same name as the shooter. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I I laughed my happy hips right up out of that restaurant, honey. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 God I used to meet so one with, with the God. same name forever. <laughs> And every time he, every time they say their name, I'll be like, "Okay, well, it was nice meeting you." <laughs> They'd be like, "Wait a minute, baby, wait a minute, uh, uh-uh. uh, 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 no, honey, you ain't tricking me, honey." It's talking about that. If you missed that, shame on you, dummy. No, 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 no. We not, we not doing that no more. We done with that. Thank you though. God bless your heart. I'm sorry that's your name, but I'm. <laughs> I'm gonna go on and take it for what I see it as, and I, I could be wrong as two left shoes. I'm not. I'm not fit to know. Scared half to death. No, thank you, please. Anybody else have anything this morning? Thank you for that, Ma. Anybody? Anybody? Well, shut good morning, Mister Misha. Hey, good morning, hey, Misha, girl. <laughs> um. I've just been listening and um, trying to think uh, this, you know, Friday is the anniversary of my brother's death. He was murdered in Richmond. And mm-hmm. so um, Friday, it just kind of, um, you know, it come every year, clearly, but Friday it hit me like really hard. Um and I felt more like um, it was just, it it was really hard. It was kind of like the first year. Previous years, I feel like I got kind of better, but this year really felt even more um, heavy. Um, but when I was just listening this morning, um, like, Inside, I just like some. I just heard that like um, everything that's buried isn't dead, and so I'm like, what? <laughs> uh, everything that's buried isn't dead. So it's just like I heard that, and I guess just listening to these calls is help. Is um, I'm gonna explore that. Um. Because I think I'm like, I guess you could bury it as deep as you want to. Um, but if you don't deal with it, then it's going to keep coming back up. So mm-hmm. um, I'm grateful for the call, everything I've been hearing. I'm just been processing. And I, um, the thing that I got today, I'm going to just be thinking about that all week. Um, as I continue to listen, and I just thank you and everybody else um, for, you know, this this line. Amen. Amen. 
I'm going to ask you a question, um, and I'll let you speak, whoever that is. Give me just one second. Tamisha, how long has your brother been passed? Since 2005. Okay. So we 13 13 years in? Mm Mm-hmm. So there there is an effective way to grieve. Um, Just just as you were speaking, um, let, let me explain. Two things. The first thing I heard um, was was a false burden. That was what that's what the Holy Spirit spoke very clearly. Um, the reality is everything. If you tie this thought to this, and I'm not saying you'll discount your brother, none of that. What I'm saying is everything is written in the books of us, right? So that means that God knew everything that was going to take place before it ever did. Um, keeping in mind this, that everything that we deal with, even grief, has a time and a season, right? But that's, again, one of those things that the enemy will try to do, those systems and those cycles that he try to get us stuck in, grief is one of them, right? The grief, that that false burden of extended or um, excessive grief, are the things that will throw us into a thing and give us excuses for being able to move forward. Because the reality is, while your brother may have passed away, um, he's in eternity somewhere. Now, where, where he's spending it, we, we don't know. I don't know, you know, what the nature of his relationship with God was. But w- what I want to do is I want you to begin to ask the Lord how to do the work to release him so that it is not throwing you into a system and a cycle every year, 13 years later. That's not natural, just, just so you're clear. And I'm not saying you don't miss them, but it shouldn't, it shouldn't still throw you into a fit of grief, not 13 years later. So pray about it and ask God how to um, make peace with it so that it is not hindering you from walking into promise and purpose, because it can Hey, Tamisha, this is Tanya. Um, You know, I absolutely don't know what it's like to lose siblings. I don't. But I do know what it's like to lose a husband that I was married to for 31 years um, and who has only been deceased now for, it'll be 10 months on the 22nd, so next week. Um, All of us grieve differently. And... Uh, but, but one of the things that I made a choice to do um, early on as devastated because his death was completely a surprise to everybody. Um, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't anything specific going on. Um, so it was in addition to it being a, sh- a shock, you know, he, he's relatively young. He wasn't even 60 yet. He was 59. At any rate, um, for me, and I, I know I'm different, but for me, I made a choice. I asked the Lord to take the grief. I asked him to. And I made a choice that I was not going to be one of these people that um, is walking around with my head hung down, constantly thinking about the fact that he's dead. Now, I think about him every day, but they're generally healthy thoughts. Again, these are choices that I made. Um, I made a choice that I was not going to lament my sadness on Facebook, pictures of me you know, looking sad, uh, talking about how much I missed him and talking to him on Facebook as if he could respond to me. 
um, I made a choice of things that I could do. I made a choice to, when the sadness came up, that I would replace, uh, to trade, excuse me, I would trade the grief for joy. That's what I did. I made that choice early on. Now, have I been sad? Absolutely. But I have a crew that when it gets really, really bad that I can talk to. And I have, I have, have, God has placed some amazing people in my life that, you know, I haven't had to walk by myself. But even if I did, again, making the choice, sorry, I'm cooking my dinner already. Making the choice, I made a choice. And I, I, people might not like what I say, and it's okay it's for me. I believe in my case, grief is a choice. I'm going to have it, but how I respond to it is, is what I mean. How I respond to it has been my choice. Now, I absolutely can slide down the wall all the time. I have the tendency to do it. I just make a decision not to. And I think about the goodness of Jesus, and I think about and I ask God to help me. And, I mean, like, it's only 10 months. I don't believe that it's going to get worse for me. I believe that over time it's going to get even better for me. So what I'm saying is I do have, I have had to do with grief the way that I've dealt with it. I've made a choice as to how I deal with it. And, of course, the more attention you pay to something, the more, you know what I'm saying, you constantly, um, if you make a decision, oh, the anniversary is coming up, I know it's going to be bad. You've already said mm-hmm. it. You've already made plans for it. So I, I hope hey, a little bit. Yes. Um, I want to I want to ask this, Tamisha. So, so what about your brother passing? Do you feel guilty about? Yes. Um, I think it's. I think um, if it's hard, I just I don't know. I feel. I mean, I do know, right? So. I mean, I'm clear that I have survivor's guilt um, and, you know, working through all of that. It's just that, you know, dying from natural causes, I mean, nobody want to lose anybody. Um, but it's, it's one thing to pass and it's another thing to be murdered, you know? And, like, that's a type of, that's, that, that I think that's the thing that, that I'm kind of like wrapped up in is this consistent disbelief that like a young person who was saved, who went to church every Sunday when I wasn't, who had a Bible that he clearly studied because I have it still, um, who who had a church home, get, joined the choir. We didn't know none of this until like after he passed because his past, you know, his, his church family showed up, you know, so it's just like, um, you know, I feel, I think that's what it's been, um, it's just Mm -hmm. like, you know, somebody who was doing all the right things, Mm -hmm. um, and somebody who wasn't gets to live, and so I think those are, I think that's what it is for me, but, um, I've been working on it. Yeah. No, I believe I believe it. It, it. it might be the forgiveness piece. I'll, I'm just bringing up things that, that will help you when you begin to ask Holy Spirit, what is it that you need to do to to be free of the the anniversary of it, the cycle of it. You see what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm not saying or discounting 
how you feel about the loss of your brother by any stretch of the imagination. But what I am saying is that it does not have to be an unhealthy cycle, so much so that it throws you off every anniversary of his death. That's just not healthy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no. Good morning, I, I think that I think what I'm doing just from listening to the to, to the call, the most recent calls, is because of that. I'm trying to, mm-hmm. you know, dig a little work your way through it. I, I, I think, think I think I think what you've done is like help me figure. Like I need to dig a little deeper. Like right. I, I mean, it. like it's consistent. I like desire to go back to I should have took his place like could I have taken his place is a totally different thing that's buried and so just when you like consistently are saying we got to go back to these things because it's stopping moving forward that's the thing that I keep thinking about is is this something that's preventing me from moving forward and so I'm just trying to get, you know, get over the hump. Got it. No, I get it. I get it. I get it. No question. Good morning, Thank sis. you for sharing, and thanks for your transparency. Good morning, Dondria. Um, just wanted to send you my love for that. Um, in 1993 of October, as a matter of fact, my brother was also killed, and he was 25, I think maybe 26. Um, and I was getting caught up in that cycle because I'm the oldest child. I was the caregiver. Um, we had to go identify his body when he got shipped from out of state to California. And um, and then that day was California wildfires, and I was asleep. And then so I was hoping that when I woke up that it would be a really bad dream. But when I woke up and the news was on, it was still wildfire, so I was triggered back into that this was a real thing. So, But that also the dream that I had on that day was when I went to got, go identify the body, that it was a baby in the casket because he was our baby brother. Um, but what God told me, because I celebrate the, I was celebrating the date of his death, the date of the funeral, that when he got shipped out of here, all of that stuff was such a traumatic. And then when that happened, because I'm the oldest child, all of the skeletons and all of the bones of all of our family started falling out the closet, all the trauma and stuff we went through as a child started coming up again. But anyway, God told me to celebrate his life and not to celebrate um, his death. Remember all the good things. And I do that every, you know, to this, when I hear a song, you know, I post songs and pictures. And when he, we used to uh, catch butterflies and balls and he used to scare us and all the wonderful things. And you have a lot to celebrate with your brother because he had a whole relationship with Christ. So you know where he is. And so just remember that and celebrate his life and not his death. That's what God, I specifically heard God tell me. And that snapped me out of that celebrating his mourning, his loss. That was really, really good, Dondria. Thank you for sharing that. I'm going to do that. Thank you so much. It kind of goes back to what I said about... um, or what I suggested to, um, I think, Priscilla the other day about dancing. Or was it Jacqueline? I can't remember. One of one or the other. Um, yeah, that was about, that was powerful. Oh, and then, so yeah. yes, and so so what we do is we replace. Um, I learned this probably about three years ago. I replace negative thoughts um, or attachments with positive ones. And as I began to do it consistently, 
Um, it doesn't doesn't mean that I forget what happened. What it means is that I forget the trauma attached to it, so I started removing triggers. All of us have triggers, right? Just kind of like Dondria and, you know, the wildfires. I'm sure, you know, when the wildfires take place, even now, it'll set her back or, you know, and, and maybe not set her back. That's probably a poor choice of words, but it'll start to cause you to ponder um, historical things associated with the memory connected to the wildfires. And so if you make new memories on the date of his passing, um, like maybe make that a day of worship for you, um, kind of like Rosh Hashanah, that, that whole idea, right? But if you start to replace the negative memories with positive ones, it'll help you to break the system or the cycle that the enemy is attempting to institute. Does that make sense? Yes, it it does. It does. Okay. Okay. That's all. Again, at the end of the day, we just want to be free. You feel me? <laughs> we we just want to be free. We we don't want to. There's a, a shrine not far from my house of somebody that passed away in an accident, obviously, where the people come and every cotton picking holiday they put new flowers, new names, all kind of stuff for this person that has passed away. I just think that is so morbid. And so self-tormenting. I just I don't I don't want you to torture yourself with with memories that you can be, um, you know, change the connotation. And so I'm gonna say it like this because this is how I heard it. He was ready, right? He was ready. He was ready to face the king. He was ready to be seated at the the seat of judgment without feeling a certain kind of way. He he got to leave before he got tainted with all the foolishness that a lot of us have to face. That's that's what I heard. Amen. Anybody else? I just want to praise God. That's all. <laughs> Thank you. You just don't know how you're setting other people free. I mean, you don't know my story yet. I don't know when God's going to open my mouth and say it, the Holy Spirit. But, you know, um, this grief, that is just, yeah, I just thank the Lord. Amen. <laughs> like Still dancing. <laughs> Good. Fred is there now. Good stuff. Good morning, I family. <laughs> good morning. Good it's morning. Nikisha. Um, very, hey, very good call. Um, and you, you, this part of the call right now is really like setting me free because my mom passed the day before my birthday and it would be seven years. And I know last year I cut the food with the blonde wig and all that stuff, but you know, it's like, okay, um, I need to celebrate her life and think about the positive times that we had with one another. Cause we didn't have the greatest relationship and it was like, it was mending when she was on her deathbed. And I just was like, okay, I can't do that with my kids. So whatever I did to them, we need to straighten that out now so that they won't be tripping with me when I, when it's my time or what have you. And I'm just, I'm just so grateful for the call of everyone's transparency. And, oh, my God, the, the 18th is when um, – I did the booth to myself, but then we released that baby last year. So I'm looking forward to that day. I'm 
decided to have a sale with my business. So instead of thinking negative things, I'm going to do something positive. So I thank you, and I love you all. Listen, what what you're doing is trading. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Because when I looked at it, I was like, ooh, the 18th. So I was like, no, we're going to have a sale. So Uh bless God. Yep, that, that's where you make appointments to have deliberate victories. Make sense? That's good stuff, Nikisha. I'm proud of you. Just the fact that you talk like you talk consistently, <laughs> the devil is defeated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. <laughs> uh, yeah, because the whole thing with the gas yesterday, and I was just so excited posting the thing. I forgot to pump the gas. I thought I was, but then you know I came what? back. Yeah, yeah. But then when I came back and I was like, hey, you know, blah, 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 and the lady felt bad. I said, you know what? You don't feel bad about that because I'm going to tell you why. Um, I have to still give God glory no matter what is going on. And she she just looked at me like, okay, she real crazy. But That's all right. Yeah. So I was like, don't you feel bad about it? And then so she was like, okay, 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 okay. And then I just thank God that I had some more money to put in the tank. Hello. Mm-hmm. 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 So, um, and I said, well, you know what? I just, yeah, it is. Because you already know what I'm going through. But, yeah. So I was like, you know what? Uh, I paid it forward. And, you know, that that person needed to be blessed. So it's like I had to look at it that way because I could have slid down the wall to my home. Oh, my God. But, no, uh-huh. I had to change my thinking. I had to change my process of the whole situation. And just uh-huh. think about it, you know, if I'm the king's kid, why am I tripping out twenty dollars? Listen, we don't we don't wall slide. We high side, honey. We we high side and testify of the goodness Hallelujah. of our great awesome God. <laughs> yeah, why am I tripping off twenty? Why am I why am I tripping off forty dollars? You know, because it wind up being forty. Why am I tripping off forty dollars? Why? Mm-hmm. If I'm the king's daughter. That's right. Going on mute because I don't want to do what I did yesterday. Uh, trying to get dressed and listen and all that stuff. So, yeah. Right. <laughs> Amen. Dion, I just want to tell Tanya I am so proud of her, um, you know, walking this thing out loud and sharing with us. I'm so proud of her. I, I had to do the same thing. It wasn't as devastating as losing spouse of course but I had to give it I had to give the pain to God and I asked him to take it away and he took it away just like that. Uh-huh. And baby if I had ever doubted he made a believer uh-huh. out of me. <laughs> Come on. My friend yeah. is a hawk. Yes, I think she she may have had she a ball publicly any man, she's real. a hog. You understand me? <laughs> when I tell you she ride like four of them I'll be like, look at it, and, and and look, be glowing doing it. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. It's, it's a blessing. To stop, it. stop it! Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! You I shut up and go on to climb under the couch. In. <laughs> <laughs> we don't care. I could say you. I could say you a boss if I want to. You ain't the boss of me. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> 
Side. 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 The front. The far. Okay. Amen. Um, excuse me, guys. I'm dropping off my miracle. Um, well, it's eight o'clock, you all, and hopefully, um, you know, you you got something that will assist you. I'm excited about um, the end results as we continue to just have this dialogue and be transparent about what we are expecting from God, um, and tomorrow we will do some um, renunciations and some disavows out loud together and start to, hopefully you'll do the work of today because tomorrow's a fasting day. Um, I want to prepare you to fast in a different way, um, in a way that you can do it from an empty, broken place. Um, that is where God gets his greatest glory, where we are weak, he becomes strong. So um, finding that vulnerable place, standing in it with still standing in even a broken place in authority um, and, and acquiring that legal access necessary to be free. We'll do some forgiveness stuff and some, um, some putting together some uprooting and some downtrodding and pulling out so that we can begin to plant on top of the good soil. If you know somebody that needs to hear this, uh, please, ma'am, please, sir, don't hesitate to share it. Invite somebody to the call. Listen, I'm not going without going. I'm going to take a few of them with me. You heard me? <laughs> we want some people to be empowered to just live their best. It's, it's too late. It's all right. Um, to live their best lives now. So I'm, I'm excited about all of our future. So I love you guys. Uh, the recording uh, the recording will be listed soon, and I shall hear you guys in the morning. Pastor LaBelle is on today at 7. If you're available at 1, I'll be sharing on 100 Days of God about worship. Um, and, and this today is just about worship and, and what that looks like for um, each and every one of us. Amen. 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 I love you. Have a great Amen. day, guys. Happy you too. Love, love you much. Bye-bye. You too. Bye-bye. Peace and blessings, everyone. Have a wonderful Peace day. Peace and blessings. You too, Sugarfuck. Have a wonderful day. Bye, everybody. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye-bye.